Hey yo, this is LJ. And this is Jay Hen. And right now, you're listening to On Wax the Podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes and you have to leave us a five-star review. You can also like us on Facebook and follow the podcast on SoundCloud and Stitcher. But if you don't, then we're going to have to put your ass on wax. Wax, wax, wax. And again, keep in mind that me and LJ are like 12. One, either you made it, or two, you're fucked. I'm not doing it on Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm going to exaggerate the fuck out of this. So we had one coach who had a permanent heart on all the time. <laughs> yeah, this shit's kind of annoying, though, but yeah. I'm buying your ass a thong. <laughs> yeah. Who would win right now? You or 55-year-old Jackie Chan? I'm about to throw the fuck up. He wants that little dick. Say it's the biggest fight of the year they may be the best team in the nba fun facts for you about dating i think different women like different things not told anybody about this story in my life on wax yo what up this is Jay Hen, and right now you're listening to On Wax, the podcast. And I got a very special guest with us today. He's fighting in the Bare Knuckle Fight Championship. And uh, I got to put his ass on wax right now. This is a, this is exclusive right here. I'm calling him. You're going to hear everything. I got to put him on wax, though. Here goes. Come on, boy. Answer that phone, boy. Hello. Hey, Jason. Hey, what's up, man? This is this is on wax the podcast. You're officially on. How's it going, man? Y'all, y'all doing all right tonight? Yeah, man. But I got I got I got to start right off the bat and putting you on wax. So so I don't even know if you know the the term of getting put on wax is calling you out, right? And uh, and man, this is this couldn't be any funnier. So uh, just to the podcast listeners, you're gonna hear this exclusively as well. Jason Knight, uh, I appreciate the video that you sent me, and this is this is gonna get funny though. I, I you gotta understand, like I was dying laughing. So uh, Jason Knight was uh, nice enough to send us the video, gave us a shout out, but he said on the Wax podcast, and he said did everything come out good? And I said, man, everything came out great. I said, but it's on Wax the podcast, not on the Wax podcast. He's like, and he again, Jason Knight, very nice guy. I said, let me resend it. This time he says, "Yeah, wax podcast." But what was funny is, is man, I don't understand, but like nobody gets it correct. Um, and uh, are you are you familiar with Joey Beltran, also a bare knuckle fighting fighter? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I think he's fighting the same amount as me. Correct. I don't think he's on the fight card. I have to double check again. I don't think he's on the fight card, but he just recently fought on the last one. He had to send me the video three times too, so I apologize for being so difficult with you guys. Nah, man, that's no big deal. It, it works. Yeah, whatever we gotta do that that makes it happen, it, it works. <laughs> well, Jason Knight, man, I, I man, I've been trying to get you on for a minute. Uh, big things happening for Jason Knight. Let's start from there. You, you had a UFC contract. It just recently ended in December. What happened with the UFC contract? Ah uh, man, I just I lost too many fights in a row. You know how that goes. Uh, right. I I fought nine fights uh, over the course of three years. Uh, yeah, I, I took it a little bit too fast. You know, I got in there and I was making that good money and I was I was on a roll for a little while. And, you know, I just kept pushing them. Give me another fight. Give me another fight. Give me another fight. The Cowboy Cerrone approach? 
Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't, really I didn't really have the time to develop the skills that I needed to keep developing, and you know that that uh, that affected me. You know, people people figured out my game, they started taking me down, and uh, you know, staying on top, they figured out how to you know shut the rubber guard down and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I, I didn't ever really develop my wrestling the way that I should have, so you know, I got kicked out of the UFC because of it. Okay. Uh, you know, now it's back to the drawing board. You know, we're going to go do the bare knuckle thing and then, you know, work on the wrestling and you know, get it back. Now, is the wrestling something? Yeah, okay, so you just kind of answered my question. So you're still working on your wrestling and the the ultimate goal is to get back in the UFC? Uh, maybe, you know, maybe the UFC, maybe 1FC, maybe Risen, uh, Bellator, whatever, you know, whatever works out. Um, my thing is, uh, as long as I can provide for my family doing something that I love, you know, that's all that matters to me. Um, you know, I'm just going to go back to, you know, working on the things I need to work on. Now I'm going to keep working my stand-up, of course, because i got the bare knuckle coming up. Right, right. And, uh, you know, get get my boxing a whole lot better, get my movement a lot better. And um, um, as soon as I get done with the bare knuckle... I'm going to uh, go around and start doing some EBI, you know, if I can get into EBI, you know, do EBI, some kind of combat jiu-jitsu, something like that, and start working towards that black belt. So, you know, of course, that, you know, working towards your black belt, of course, I'm always going to learn more and more jiu-jitsu, add new things to my game. And then, you know, in, in the process of that, I'm trying to get out to Team Alpha Mill, you know, get out to Donald Cerrone's and, you know, work on wrestling, work on my stand-up. Just keep overall improving everything that you know I've lacked. Because you know, whenever you whenever you take fights so fast, it, it's all about that grind. You're trying to grind, and, and and you're not really so much worried about learning new things. You're worried about sharpening things that you already have, right. and you know busting your ass in the training camp, making sure that you know you stay injury free and you get as much as you can out of that camp. You, know, you don't really try to add anything new in it. And, you know, I haven't really taken the time off to add anything new in a while. So that's what I'm doing, you know, probably for the next, you know, six months or so. I'm going to take off a good bit of time and, you know, work on the things I need to work on. But maybe if another bare knuckle comes up or, you know, some, something outside of MMA that I can do to, you know, to stay active, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, of course, do the bare knuckle, do the tournaments and, you know, whatever else comes along. So how, how does the bare knuckle like uh, contract happen? Are you just just uh, committed to one fight currently? Yes, uh, currently I'm just committed to the Artem Lebeau fight. Um, that, that's only because they're, they're fighting in Mississippi at the Gulf Coast Coliseum, uh, right in Biloxi, which is 45 minutes from my house. Um, I, I fought on the, the Gulf Coast my whole life coming up, you know, from the time I was 14. Until I made it to the UFC, I fought, you know, from Alabama to Mississippi to Louisiana along the coastline, you know, casinos and wherever else. And I had a pretty big following before I ever made it to the UFC. And, you know, all these guys that they haven't got to watch me in a while, not in person, you know, they've got to watch me on TV and stuff. And now they're, they're eager to watch me in person. So I think it's the perfect opportunity. You know, I, I get to go out there on the stage like Ben Knuckle. It's an up-and-coming show. That's known worldwide. Right. So not only am I getting a fight in front of my fans, you know, my local fans, I'm not having a fight on a local, you know, a local promotion caliber show. I don't, I don't have to right. work fight on a promotion that 
that is not known, a, a promotion that doesn't get the exposure. I'm fighting on a, a promotion that gets me great exposure, and I'm fighting Artem LeBeau, which is probably giving me more exposure than any of my UFC fights. He, he's got you know, a bigger following than most of the guys that I fought in the UFC, even though he, he, I don't think that, you know, I think that I fought better opponents. I think that I fought, you know, bigger names. But the thing is, he has a big following. He's Conor McGregor's little, you know, minion. He, he's his, his right-hand man. He, you know, so, therefore, he gets a little bit of exposure from it. And everyone wants to make the jokes about the GOAT because his record's so horrible. And, you know, it gets him, it gets him all kind of exposure. So, therefore, give me some exposure. I don't care, you know, uh, the way I see it. It's a win-win for me right here at the house. Beat up Artem above, get a paycheck, and then go right back to, you know, the drawing board. Go right back to working on what I need to work on. Okay, so Jason and the listeners, hear me out. For for the listeners that don't know, Artem is the guy that pretty much initiated the Conor McGregor bus incident. He was the guy that Khabib slapped. Connor got the call. Connor flew from Ireland to, I think it was Las Vegas. The whole bus incident happened, and it was all because of Artem. Artem, like you, like he's saying, is Connor McGregor's right hand man, main the number one training partner. Is pretty much everywhere that Connor goes. This is a great opportunity for Jason, not only to to get the exposure, but you got to picture this. And Jason, you've probably heard of this scenario too. Everybody's pretty much looking past you because everyone's saying, okay, after Artem wins this fight, is he going to fight Polly next and then make this huge rivalry out of the Polly and Artem thing, maybe get McGregor involved? You have the opportunity to dead that talk right now, KO him, knock him out, send him packing, and, and that just kills the 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 opportunity for Polly to get in the ring with him. Like, you, you have a... A huge opportunity and and you not only you get this win but you're the face you could be the face of bare knuckle fighting after this it's exciting stuff man uh the the way i see it you know um uh if bare knuckle wants to shoot me some kind of offer after Artem, then that's fine but uh you know right now they're they're trying to look past me bare knuckle's trying to look past me Artem's trying to look past me you know, they're all trying to look past me thinking that I'm, I'm the opponent. They don't realize this is my house. He's right. the opponent. He's yeah. the guy, he's the guy coming across the world to, to step in here. To your backyard. In front of my, yeah, in front of my roaring crowd. He's, he's the guy who's going to have goosebumps, you know, whenever my, whenever my people start chanting for me. You know, he, he's the guy who's not going to, he's not going to know what to do when he's in there. So, you know, the way I see it, they, they, they're thinking a lot about Artem's future with Bare Knuckle. And, you know, that, that's, that's not, you know, I'm not mad at them about that because I signed a one-fight deal. Of course, they're not going to they're not gonna promote Jason Knight as much as they would Artem LeBeau. Right, they're not right. going to be excited about Jason Knight as they are Artem LeBeau. That's perfectly fine with me. But when I get done with this guy, they're, they're going to they're gonna be like, man, why don't we sign Artem? Why didn't we? Why didn't we beg Jason into a three-fight deal? So you know, after after this is over with, you know, they, they didn't. I didn't ask. Uh, I told them I didn't want a three-fight deal. I didn't. You know, I, I never tried for that. But you know, whatever this is over with, they're gonna they're gonna be trying to they're gonna be trying their best to get me. And uh, I'm hoping that somebody else does as well. 
So uh, I'm going to go out here, put hands all upside Artem's head, and, you know, after it's over, they're going to be like, damn, why did I sign Artem? And Artem's going to be like, damn, man, I wish I, I wish I would have never signed with Bear Nuffin. And let me tell you something about Jason Knight, guys. If you haven't already, YouTube, Fight Pass, something. You you watch a Jason Knight fight. Always entertaining. Always lets him go. Scrappy. I mean, I, I, I'm a fan, man. And again, I think, I don't I don't see how Artem beat you. Um, he seems stiff. He's kind of slow. Like, I, I, the, the Jason Knight that I've seen, Jason Knight gets it done. Yeah, man, he uh, he he's gonna come out there. He's gonna fight hard. I know, I know he is. He's gonna he's gonna try to blast right through me, right? And try best to knock me out. You know, he's gonna think that he can walk me down. He can walk through every shot that I throw at him, and you know, he's gonna eat whatever I throw, and he's gonna knock me out. But uh, you know, I mean, until you've been in there standing across from me and you've tested my chin. Until you've ate a few of them stiff jabs, a few of them stiff right hands, you know, you don't know what you're in for. And once I once I put him in there across from me and I'm moving in, in ways that he's never seen me move before, I'm moving my head, I'm moving my feet, and, you know, he's not going to be ready for it. He, he's, he's thinking that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to charge right at him like I have in all my MMA fights, fight all with my hands down and try, try my best to knock him out. But, you know, I mean, I'll tell you my game plan right now. Artem, you can listen as well. I'm going to march you down. I'm going to stay right at range. I'm going to move in and out the pocket. And I'm going to put hands all upside your head. And there's nothing you can do about it. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. I'm going to, I'm going to pick you apart. I'm going to cut your face. And I'm going to fucking make you want to quit the fight. That's the plan. April 6th, guys. You can know my whole entire game plan. You can know everything that I'm going to do, but you still have to stop it. And I don't think you can do that. <sighs> Guys, man, I can't, I can't, I can't wait. Now, have you, have you thought of the possibility? I know it's, I know it's far fetched, but have you thought of the possibility of Conor McGregor showing? Ah, uh, man, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't put it past it. You know, I mean, there, there's always that possibility, but I mean, the way I, the way I feel, I don't care if it shows up or not. You know, what I mean, right? It doesn't. If it shows up. If he shows up and there's another bust incident, I will tell you right now, he, he does not have the numbers in this case. You know what I'm saying? Right. They, they, show up, they show up and try to throw shit at my bus. We're getting off. Right, <laughs> right, right. right. And, and consider, like, real quick, since you, you, you mentioned Mississippi, um, I thought it was pretty funny. The, the Mississippi mean, how did you get that nickname? Uh, your boy John Anik, man. That, that is my boy. That, that's oh, my nice. Um, when I, when, I fought, when I fought over there in Australia, I fought Dan Hooker. And uh, I, I don't know, I, I, for some reason, after the fight, I, I guess, you know, during the fight or something, I was just getting down with uh, with Dan Hooker. And he's like, man, Jason Knight is Mississippi mean. He said that during the fight. And then uh, after the fight, I was, you know, the next day I was getting ready to get on the bus. And uh, John Anik was over there talking to Bruce Buffer, and he said something about, uh, he said something about, Bruce Buffer said something about get on the bus or uh, something, they was talking about sit beside each other or something like that. And John's like, man, I ain't going to sit nowhere near you. He said, but I'll sit by Mississippi Main and <laughs> shook my hand. And like, when, when he said that, I was like, Mississippi Main? I was like, hell yeah, I like that. And then, uh, you know, after that, I, I won a couple more fights after that. And, 
you know, each time John Anik would, would say something, and Mississippi Man does it again, Jason Knight, uh, just beat Alex Sears or something like that, you know, whatever. Right. And uh, it sucked. I liked it. Nice, yeah. That was one of my. I was looking over, you know, your whole your whole profile, and that that stuck out to me. Also, Hick Diaz. I think Hick Diaz is a straight classic, man. Yeah, man. I mean, I can't get mad at it. I'm I'm as hick as they come. I'm as redneck as they come, man. And I'm I'm proud of it. You know, yes, it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, it's just a part of the the part of the world I grew up in. That's how we was raised. You know, I'm, I grew up running through the woods shooting BB guns and shit and if you don't like it then so what yeah, absolutely I'm, I'm but, from uh, Smithville Texas man we have 3,500 people in the whole town I I know all about that I'm telling you man and like the the Diaz part of the name cool. where do you get a better nickname than being named after a Diaz brother absolutely you know what I'm saying? That, like, these are two legends of the sport two guys that I've looked up to since I was 14 and you know, saying they, they get to say they're saying I'm a Diaz brother. Hell yeah, I'm a Diaz brother all day. If you want me to be, you know. Just, just quick question: You get, you still watch the UFC often? Did you watch that Jorge Masvidal fight? Uh, I did not get to watch the fight. I don't know what the hell I was doing, but um, I, I didn't get to watch the fight. But I went back and watched the replay. And good lord, Masvidal uh. dropped it. Yeah. Uh, did you did you watch and teach Leon Edwards up afterwards? Yeah. That's the question. <laughs> yeah. I, I was gonna get your thoughts on that. What's your thoughts on that? Uh, man, I, I think Masvidal, you know, he handles his business like a man. I okay, think. Okay. Yeah. You talk uh, that talk. You got to back it up, huh? Yeah, man. I mean, that's, that's just just like he said. Where where I grew up, you know, what I'm saying he walked out. He walked out there with his hands down, like he said. He walked out with his hands down. And Leon Edwards come walking up with his hands up. And you come to me with your hands up, or, or you get inside of my bubble, and we we got to throw punches. Yeah. Uh, all my life, you know, I, that, that's how it's always been. We can talk shit from across the room, that's fine. But if you get inside of arm's reach, then one of us is in a swing, and I'm making sure that it's me before it's you, you know. And he gave him that three-piece in a soda. <laughs> three-piece in a soda, baby. I, where, where I come from, we call it a three-piece in a biscuit, but, you know, three-piece in a soda. <laughs> I've heard the three piece of the biscuit. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. That's funty, man. Yeah. Oh, they would call it three piece in a biscuit because you, you go down to churches, you get the three piece in the biscuit. That's where it's at, you know. <laughs> yeah, man. So, have you had the uh, you had the uh, the thought of thinking that maybe Polly fights the winner of this fight? Like maybe you get the the next opportunity to even like as big of an opportunity is that you're gonna get Artem. Can can it even can you even look not not necessarily look past Artem but also look through the future and say you know if I get Artem possibly Paulie's next because if you're looking in that uh, that same weight division there, there's no bigger names than Artem and Jason Knight in my opinion. Yeah, man. Um, I'm down if if, you know, if they wanted to if they wanted to try to book the fight I would do it. How how would that uh, fight how yeah, would that fight happen like what, what? The, the way the way I look at it I mean I. You got a guy like Polly. You got a guy like Polly. He's not looking really to. I mean, he's not really looking to fight a guy who's never had a boxing fight. You know right. what I'm saying? This would be my. I had three boxing matches as an amateur, but I'm not a boxer. You right. know what I'm saying? Uh, but this is just bare knuckle boxing. I'm learning how to box. I'm, I'm becoming a, a whole lot better boxer. My movement's getting better. My my head movement, my footwork, and you know, I'm making all kind of improvements. But unless Polly Magdalene is old and out of shape, he should be 
beat my ass. You know what I'm saying? In boxing. Right, he should be right, right. A, he should be a superior boxer, which don't get me wrong. I'm not scared of him. I'll fight him tomorrow. But, you know, the, the way I see it, I don't see that as a smart move for Polly. Why would Polly fight Jason? What does he have to gain from fighting Jason? The same as Artem. What does he have to gain from fighting Artem? Uh, I don't think he has nothing to gain from either fight. In, in my perspective, what, you, but, what do you think the you know, benefit, like what would make him do that? He had a great, he has a great job at Showtime. He's a future. I mean, he's a pr- previous champion, like in boxing. Like, what do you think got him out of bed for bare knuckle fighting? Um, the the only thing that I can think of as of right now is he sees that there's a bunch of you know retired UFC fighters or, or former UFC fighters fighting in it. There's not really a whole shit ton of, you know, professional boxers, boxers right. in, in bare knuckle right now. So he sees easy pickings. He sees that, you know, hey, I'm out of shape. I'm old. But, hey, these these guys right here, they don't even know how to box yet, you know. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, maybe that's how he's looking at it. Maybe, you know, he's just thinking, you know, easy paychecks, he can go out there cash in or whatever. Or maybe, you know, he's looking at, you know, this is just something fun to do. Like something that something like, that's like me, man. Uh, I started out fighting just for the fun of it, and this right here is right up my alley, man. It, it seems like it's going to be so fun. I get to go back to my roots and throw some bare knuckles, and you know, really, really feel that. You know what I'm saying? Like whenever you punch somebody with the gloves, you feel it in your hands, of course, but not not the same way that you're going to feel the scrapes and, and the bruises and the and the hurt on the knuckles, you know, while you while you're while you're out there putting it on somebody. Right. So it's gonna be, I think. But yeah, I mean, like, like I said, though, uh, I don't I don't really think it's a smart move for Polly to fight me or Artem. Um, I don't really think that they have any badass boxing names that are in the you know in bare knuckles yet that are that are you know really Polly's caliber of boxer. Right. And see, my opinion. My opinion on it, he's, he's older, he's out of shape. He might not be the boxer he once was. And uh, I don't even know his record, man, because I've never really followed boxing. But from what I've heard, he's you know, like a two-time champ or some shit. Um, but if, he, if he's still as good as he was supposedly back in the day, then, you know, as starting out as a bare-knuckle boxer, I shouldn't be able to compete with him. Right. But if he's out of shape and, you know, he's not quite the guy that he once was, I might be able to beat him, you know, but uh, the way I see it, I got a 50-50 chance with anybody, so if they want to sign me for the fight, hell yeah, let's do it, I'm down, but, you know, do I think it's realistic, do I think that it'll happen? No, I don't really think that'll happen, you know. Who, who wins in a bare-knuckle fight between Polly and Connor, if that were to happen? Who wins? Um... I really don't know, man. I, honestly, I've I've never once watched Polly fight ever a day in my life. Cause, like I said, I don't really follow boxing much. But um, you know, I know Connor's got a hard lift. Yeah. But you know, the the way it should be, the way it's supposed to go, boxers are supposed to beat MMA fighters in boxing matches. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because we we we've trained a million different aspects. They've trained one their whole life. Right. We've trained wrestling, jiu-jitsu, uh, you know kickboxing, you know, judo, whatever. We've trained all these different aspects since we started, and he, he's focused on one. He's yeah. supposed to be so much more superior than we are. But the thing is, you never know. I mean, 
that guy can land that straight left and put him to sleep regardless. And quick question on, on like a diet, like a weight cut. Is there is there a crazy weight cut? Is it pretty much the same weight cut with bare knuckle as it was with the UFC? Uh, for me, it will be exactly the same. Um, I got I got to weigh 146 pounds. Same thing I had to weigh in the UFC. So I mean, it's going to be easy. Um, I usually walk around anywhere from 155 to 160. Oh, okay. uh, the, the heaviest okay. average is like 165. So, man, that's an easy cut. Yeah, okay. So so weight's not going to be a concern. What's your what's your biggest cheat meal? If you had to have a cheat meal, what what, what kind of cheat meal are you getting in? Uh, man, I, I can't lie to you at all. All of them are cheat meals. Okay. okay. I, eat, uh, I eat pizza, McDonald's. Uh, you know, every now and then, I, every now and then I cook something good. But mostly it's junk food, man. I, I'm horrible. Uh, I'm probably <laughs> the worst. I'm probably the worst athlete you've ever seen in your life, but, you know, I, I get it done, you know. Right. You, you believe in that whole, like, you can't have sex 30, 30, 60 days prior to a fight thing? I have sex 30, 60 minutes before a day. I mean, before the fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not that guy. Uh, I, I, I believe, I, no, I do believe, like, if you're, if you're the guy who, who has sex, maybe, you know, once, once every couple of weeks or something, that might take your legs away. Right. But I mean, if you're if you're actively having sex, you know, what I'm saying on a regular basis, it's not gonna it's not gonna slow you down. It's not gonna do you any different than it would on on a normal day of training. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And, and, and so if all if all goes well, April sixth, you get the victory. We want to know what what beer are you drinking that night? What's your favorite beer? Uh, if, if I'm drinking me, uh, beer, I'm going to drink Miller Lite. Uh, but after every fight, I always get Patron. Uh, I'm going to have a bottle. Yeah, I'm going to have a bottle of Patron. Uh, me and we usually get the biggest bottle we can find. Uh, we'll get the, get a big-ass bottle of Patron. Me and everybody, you know, my close friends and everything, we'll all get a few shots until it's gone. After that, it's Miller Lite for the rest of the night. Absolutely, man. Well, you got my word. April 6th, I'm taking a shot for you. Jason Knight, I don't, I, I don't want to go over the time. I appreciate you being on. We're rooting for you. Um, just, a, just a small token of appreciation, man. I appreciate you getting on. I appreciate you being so flexible with everything. Um, again, from here on out, no matter if it's UFC, whether it's Bellator, whether it's one championship, whether it's bare knuckle fighting, no matter where you go from here on out in your career, on Wax the Podcast, on Wax the Podcast is following you no matter what you do. We, we, we love the support. And a quick shout-out to uh, some friends out in Venice, California, by the way. Um, I've been in contact with them. Their name is Rude Nation TV. They want you, to, you Jason Knight, to follow. Not For sure, go ahead and follow on Wax the Podcast. But also, Rude Nation TV. They said if you gave them a shout-out, they're going to throw you a hoodie. Free hoodie on the house. So just give Rude Nation a quick shout-out. Yes, sir. Rude Nation, man. Thank you all so much. Uh, I'll be looking forward to the hoodie, man. Um, I'll give y'all a follow right after the podcast and as we get off of here. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out to, to a couple of my sponsors. Um, Absolutely. My Nerdy Neighbor, thank y'all for everything. Uh, couldn't, couldn't, uh, I couldn't even be having the podcast without them guys, man. I broke my phone the other day. They helped it up for me. Thank y'all so much. Um, let me thank um, the Empire FC. I got, I got some fights coming up March the 30th. Um, I just started, you know, my first, this will be my first show as a promoter. 
uh, me and my brother and a few of our good buddies are starting our business venture March the 30th at the Gulf Coast Coliseum. We got some MMA fights going on. If, you, if you're anywhere around the Gulf Coast, don't miss it. We have we have a shit ton of fights going on that night. MMA, combat jiu-jitsu, it's, it's going to be live, so make sure you don't miss it. Awesome. Where can people find you on social media? Social media, uh, if you're on Snapchat, it's JTK the Kid. Instagram, JTK the Kid. Uh, Twitter is at Jason the Kid 23. If you go on Facebook, I have a regular page. It's Jason Knight. Uh, but if you follow me, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't, you know, add anybody. I've got too many friends. Uh, go to my fan page, Jason the Kid Knight. Follow me on there. Also, go check out my gym page. It's Jason Knight MMA. And, you know, give it a like. If you feel like you want to come by the gym, try out a class. Hit me up. Let's let's get it. Uh, let's get it popping. Let's make it happen. All right. Well, Jason Knight, man, we appreciate it, man, and we'll we'll be in contact. All right. Yes, sir. Yeah, have a, a good day, man, and uh, hit me up after the fight. We'll talk about the big win. Absolutely. We gotta gotta get you back on. Gotta get you back on. I appreciate it, man. All right, brother. Have a good one. Thank you. You too. That was Jason Knight. Man, I'm telling you guys, man, watch some of his fights, man. Jason Knight's always exciting, always high energy, always brings the fight to his opponent. Uh, me personally, and everybody that knows me knows that I'm a motherfucking MMA boxing and just a fucking bare knuckle fucking expert. I think I think I think Jason Knight gets it done, man. I like Artem's tough, and I, but I, I think Artem's name and his attachment to Connor makes the image bigger than what it really is, like, I, I, I see Jason Knight sleeping him, man, I really do, like, he, he, like you said, his movement's gonna be on point, he's quicker, he's faster, he can, he can motherfucking, that motherfucking Mississippi Maine, baby, he can swing them motherfucking fists, man, so, April 6th, it's pay-per-view, but it's not near as much as, like, the UFCs and the boxings, it's, like, half the price, I suggest everybody to go get that, go get that, go watch that, it's gonna be off the chain, April 6th, Jason Knight is headlining the event, by the way. He is the main event. I'll be promoting it from here on out. J-Hen on Wax the Podcast. LB, he's going to be back in the studio soon. J-Hen, LB, on Wax the Podcast. Jason Knight, bare-knuckle fighting. Let's go!